some shit. In the Philippines, he has a mansion. Okay, we're on the water right now. Right. Let's get it. Welcome to another episode of Echoes from the Goddamn Void. Yeah. Woo. Ah, oh, man. Gotta love this crap, right? But when you get caught, remember that. I don't care. In the RE, not to watch the atmosphere. I mean, now we on the run. Yo, that ain't clear. Ha ha. Ah, man. Yo. Oh, it's been. Yeah, it's been fun. There's been some crazy shit happening and all of that. Yo, I've been hitting the sauna this uh, for the last few weeks, man. Which is, hey, I have to say, I am feeling good. But, oh my god. The sauna is great. But people... I hate people so much. They are so fucking annoying. Having to listen to just stupid ass conversations is so infuriating. I, I wish there were silent saunas and people had to keep their mouth shut. That would be bliss. I would love that. That would, that, that would be perfect for me. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, that is just not the case. It's not the case. So, yeah. Ugh. Oh, well. But um, one thing I've noticed, right? So, I, politics is one of those things that is just, it's irritating, right? It's irritating. And I kind of feel, unless you're really in it, like, it's very hard to know what's going on just because you you never really get a, a, a true idea. Because everyone's got their own version, right? So one side is going to be saying one thing at their right. The other side is going to... So you have to kind of cut through all of that to try and find the nuggets of truth. But so the thing that I find real crazy right now there's like uh so Trump had to like I think there was his state of the union, right? So he's just delivered that. And people are like, oh, but he's being impeached. How can he deliver the state? Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right? Ugh, don't care. It's boring. It's boring. But um <laughs> this whole Nancy Pelosi stuff is crazy. It's crazy. Right? Um, so she's kind of, you know, going that, oh, I offered my hand to Trump and he didn't shake my hand. What an arsehole. And I find it hilarious. But she put out a tweet going um, with the picture of her extending her hand and Trump not going to shake it, right, and her tweet says, um, Democrats will never stop extending the hand of friendship to get the job done, hashtag for the people, 
we will work to find common ground where we can, but we'll stand our ground where we cannot. Hmm. Okay. But. <laughs> so the thing is. She broke protocol. Right? Which she doesn't mention. And that's hilarious. Because, you know, the speaker is meant to say. Members of Congress, I have the high privilege and distinct honour of presenting to you the President of the United States. She said, Members of Congress, the President of the United States. So, like, this is the thing, right? You can maybe say, oh, but I introduced him. You didn't do it in the way that is expected Which You did it in the other way to throw shade Look, I'm, I'm, look you know you, that's what you did Right, so Who are we trying to front? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you did that And then afterwards You ripped up the speech you ripped up the speech. So it's just like, look, you you were disrespectful in your introduction. So, yeah, you, like he's not going to shake your hand. It's not going to shake your hand. And I kind of feel, so what? Do you know what I mean? So fucking what? Like, as long as it's not just, he didn't walk past you and go, cunt. You know what I mean? As long as that didn't happen, who gives a fuck, right? Because you don't really want to shake his hand. And I kind of feel that you knew that he wasn't going to shake your hand, which is why you extended your hand. Right? And then at the end, you ripped up the speech. Which, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, look, you might not agree with him. But ripping up the speech, that's just messy. It's just messy. So then to send out a tweet going that, oh, we will always offer the hand of friendship and we will always try and rise above, blah, 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 blah. No. No. It's dishonest. It's so dishonest And it's something that I just find insane When it just, because it happens all the time Like one person will act in a certain way And then they'll run and go Hey, that person was mean to me That person did this That person, and it's just like Just stop it you you know what I mean? You instigate a situation and then you don't like the fallout of the situation. Grow up. Right? Everyone needs to fucking grow up. We don't always have to like each other. You know what I mean? We don't always have to like each other. It's as simple as that. But just respect the you know what I mean? Just respect the chain. 
Like, and the things you don't like, boom. You can, you know what I mean? Object it in the appropriate ways. Object it in the appropriate ways and make that challenge. Look, the elections are coming. So that's how you do the shit. But doing these things, but and then trying to claim the higher ground, some crazy ass shit. It is some crazy ass shit. Oh, man. But, yo, trust me. It's not the only crazy shit happening, people. And there's plenty, plenty of that to go around. So let us get into all of that. <laughs> yes. It's a fun one, people. Let's go. Okay, so there seems to be some uh, trouble over in the world of uh, Super League, and that's rugby, people. Yep, rugby league's Super League. Ugh, very long-winded. But, uh, yeah, so this is the deal. Israel Fulu, Fula, I don't know, F-O-L-A-U. Fula, I'm gonna say Fula. I'm probably wrong, but hey ho. He has just been signed by Catalan's Dragons, and uh, yeah, people and the league are not happy. Okay, so now the deal is because Israel was sacked by um, the Australian Rugby Union League uh, because he posted um, he posted something on uh, Twitter. I think it was Twitter, right? So he posted something on Twitter uh, about um, gay people. Uh, so it was something like um, Hell waits For gay people And he did that In April 2019 Last year He uh, he did that And he got sacked He got sacked straight away um, Yeah so he's been Out of the game for 10 Months Right he's been out of the game for 10 months But yeah, people are not happy that he signed, you know, like that he was able to sign with the Dragons. Uh, A few people tried to block it, uh, but the Super League board had a meeting this week and they were like, all right, we're going to let this go. We're going to let it go. But from now on, on the league can kind of sanction and veto team signing players and that is where it kind of gets problematic i feel you know what i mean so listen I, what he did was you know what i mean I, I'm not even saying what he did was right. He's an ass. He's an idiot. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Because 
heaven and hell Firstly, you know, they're fake Secondly, why are you trying to say that a whole heap of people are going Just because they love other people Who gives a fuck, man? You know what I mean? Who really gives a fuck? Because, hey, there's plenty of other bullshit happening in the world Don't need that Don't need that, right? And the other crazy thing is I'm sure Israel got a lot of shit Because of, you know what I mean? His own uh, background Right, so he's getting So it's just like, look, have some fucking empathy You fucking idiot Right But that's not the thing The thing is So he's been out for 10 months Right But people are like No, we don't want him playing for this team We don't want him playing for this team um, Because of this thing that he did A while ago And this is the question When can you then Start playing When can you then Restart your career That's the question Now it was the same thing about Louis Louis was out for I think it was a year Or maybe just under a year But it's like In that period of time You're not working So you're not Earning But when are you allowed to then start earning again When are you allowed to You know what I mean Start back on your career That's the question Because if you, if you go to jail Right you, you are technically allowed To then start applying for work When you come out And companies Have kind of signed laws To say that they're not going to Discriminate Against convicts Right So this is the thing So there's that There's these things put in place To stop prejudice But Saying that someone Like they do something stupid It's been nearly a year When are they then allowed to start Earning again that's the big question, right? And to have a a league, not the clubs, but the league, kind of det- be able to determine whether we can sign someone or not. That is is kind of fucked up. It's kind of fucked up because what will they deem appropriate and not appropriate? It should should be up to the club It should be up to the club Up to the organisation to go Okay, right we, We've sat, we've spoken to the person And we believe that You know what I mean? They're repentant on what they did They want to make amends And they're looking to You know what I mean? It, it's just like There needs to be a road to redemption now, there's definitely certain things that, hey, you can't really come back from that. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's certain things you can't come back from, right? Now, I, I'm saying, like, Cosby, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I, I think he's done. 
Yuri just like raping and drugging people for years. I think you're done. There's no real coming back from that. <laughs> but there's other things that there should be a road back from. Because think about if there's not a road back from this shit, what do you think is gonna happen? Yeah? What do you think is gonna happen? That person is then going to have to resort to crime because otherwise they're not going to have any money. So they're going to be like, all right, I need to pay rent. I need to eat. All right, so let's go rob. Let's go do something. This is the crazy thing. So there's got to be a road back. And... If you look, you can ban someone, okay? So if you gave a ban and but you have to then list, right? So I'm I'm not against that. So if you put a list and said, okay, these offenses will equal this amount of time of a suspension. That's fair. So you can look like, you know, if you get convicted of drunk driving, if you get convicted of, like, you know, a drug offence, a domestic violence offence, or blah, 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 bum, it means you will be away from playing for this period of time. Boom. It's clear cut. But then once that has been served, you've got to let that person Try and you know rekindle their career. I think that's only fair. That's so because think about it as well, especially when it comes to sport. It's a small fucking window. <laughs> You're not gonna be playing like in the 50s. Alright, so it's a small window as it is. Yo, especially when you factor in injuries and shit like that. So this is the thing, right? When it comes to something like this, right, what are we doing? Like, why is it, why are we throwing, like, bureaucracy and bullshit in place? And it doesn't help when then other fucking people try to... I think stirred a pot, I would say. Because so um the Catalans are going to be playing Wigan on the 22nd of March. And so Wigan then went and said, Oh, we're gonna make the 22nd of March Pride Day. And it's just like, oh it's a stupid ass thing to do. Firstly, Pride is on the 27th of June, okay, so it's not even the month or anything like that, but I think the real problem with them trying to make a little publicity play is you're gonna just cause trouble, so do we really want picketing, do we really want like violence and just bullshit, no, that's not helpful. It's not helpful. So, listen, Israel 
I'm more on for what he was saying on social media, for sure. But are we going to give him the opportunity to make amends? And just to, you know what I mean? Live? Or is it just, boom, you're cancelled for life? Because that makes no fucking sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. And, hey, when you look at the everyone makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. So, where does it stop? I mean, where the fuck does it all stop, right? Yeah, exactly, people. Exactly. Okay, so, February is always a shit month, right? I mean, there's less days. That's fucking irritating. And then, you know... They throw in an extra day every so-and-so years Which is just like, ugh, confusing as a motherfucker But the worst part of February is the motherfucking 14th And all the bullshit that leads up to that Because it's just a self-made fucking day, people It's... Ridiculous And every year Some new bullshit happens And this year is no different Right, so Taste Card Who I feel they're a bunch of wasters Just generally Well, they have decided To, um Yeah, do something just retarded Yep they have people uh so they have um they're doing this restaurant thing right and they're calling it two for one and um i'll just read um the blurb right celebrate valentine's day by falling in love with yourself <laughs> Idiots. So you can go on the 13th or the 14th, right, to this restaurant. The two for one restaurant will feature mirrors placed on each table so solo diners can enjoy a romantic Valentine's meal out in a bid to fall in love with their own fabulous selves. Ugh. Good food for the soul, restaurant partner Absurd Bird will be serving up free courses for £20. Um, but that's not all, right? So um, they will be playing playlists featuring feel-good soul um, music and whatnot. To get people in the mood And motivational quotes Will be reflected on the mirrors Yay Oh, that sounds superb 
the other thing though they they're adding a plot twist supposedly so um <laughs> the 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 table it's a two person table right and so before the last course the dessert uh they will remove the mirrors and um it will reveal the person who was sitting on the other side which is just like huh right so they're saying it's blind date style <laughs> and um and what makes no sense is so there's an option to split the bill and claim a two for one deal. So, right, that is it, it, just ridiculous, right? Because the whole thing of it is meant to be a. It's fine to eat on your own, right? It's fine to eat on your own. You don't need a date. Just go out, have fun, blah, 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 blah. But then they're saying, oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, all this time you've been eating with someone else. Hey, if you two want to maybe, I don't know, get it on, you can split the bill. So you're, you're not paying as much. But that is saying you need someone to get a fucking offer. Just let people have the, have the cheap meal. Let people have a cheap meal. That's the thing, you fucking idiots. You mean it's, 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 it's ridiculous. They're perpetrating the, the, the need that you have to be out with someone else to benefit. Morons. The other thing is... You're, you're calling it self-love And putting a mirror there It's Ah, it's so ridiculous You know, it's like, like Self-love is just You know, respecting loving yourself Right? You, you don't need to look at yourself Who wants to fucking look at themselves? Right? The whole idea of eating alone Is just eating alone it's not like, oh, but what am I going to do? Oh, there's no one in front of me. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to sit here all this time. No, you don't need a fucking mirror. It is just so ridiculous. I don't understand who in their right mind thought this was a great idea. Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, people will go. People will turn up for this stupidness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, yeah, there's a bunch of morons in the world. We all know that. <laughs> so just because people turn up doesn't make it a good idea. It just means there are, you know what I mean? There are lemmings that will go to anything. But. You're holding it, oh, Jesus, man! It's it's just the worst idea. It's 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 ridiculous. Come on now, I mean, I I, I think everyone can agree on that. <laughs>
just uh, like every part of it, splitting the bill, yay! Like, and the, the, but the thing being, right? So they're putting you on a table with someone else, and then at the end, they're going to, you know, reveal who you're sitting there. What? Firstly, what if you don't wanna sit opposite someone? You know what I mean? Can you say that? Can you be like, yeah, no, nah, leave the fucking mirror, man. Leave the mirror. Because everyone's seen Blind Date. Now, Blind Date was a piece of shit show. But the funniest part of Blind Date was when the thing slid and they saw each other and you saw the look of disgust on someone's face like... What the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, it's like, you want me to go on the date with that motherfucker? What? What? Uh-uh. <laughs> that was the funnest part of Blind Date. You know what I mean? I like who gives a fuck about people that are pretending to get on with each other and blah, blah. no. No no no. That's not fun. <laughs> it's just seeing the car wreck. That's the fun thing. But it's just like look. <laughs> there should be an option. Yo, move bring the mirror up and then you see each other and go, nah, put that motherfucking mirror back down. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. They're not taking, it's not like you, you fill out a survey and they're like, okay, this is the person, like, this is what you are looking for in a partner. And they'll put you on a table with someone who you could potentially be looking for. And then at, you can share dessert with someone who you might like. See, that's different, Right. That's a different thing. But just random motherfuckers, no. I'd rather eat on my own, which is the whole point. Going out, eating on your own, because you don't want to have to talk or look at a fucking idiot. So this whole idea, this rancid, terrible idea from Taste Card... Just shame on you. Shame on you. That's why people don't like Taste Card. Because they're a bunch of morons that keep on doing stupid things. Ugh. Two for one restaurant. It's just a stupid name in itself. Oh dear, oh dear. Mirror, mirror on the wall. How ridiculous is this? Ugh. Alright, so we know it's, you know, it's the award season. We've had the Golden Globes. Uh, there was something else the other week. And we have just had the BAFTA Awards. Right? So we just had that. And, like... The hot topic this season at every one of the award shows and celebrations and all of this bullshit 
is the lack of diversity. Okay? Lack of diversity at these award shows. Now, this is something that's been going on for years. For decades. It's just, you know what I mean? It is what it is. And the big thing is, right? Why does anyone expect anything better? Why are people expecting more when, like, this shit happens in just day-to-day life, right? So, why is it going to be any different when it comes to some stupid award shows, right? That's the thing. But, okay, people like to grandstand, yeah? People like to grandstand and people like to... You know, send out these messages that they feel will resonate with everyone And show that they're a good person Well, bully for you, people Bully for you And of course, Joaquin Phoenix Ah, Joaquin (laughs) He had something to say You know, obviously, Wakim had something to say. Like, and, um, okay, so this is, like, uh, you know, some of what he said. So, the BAFTAs have already been very supportive of my career, and I'm deeply appreciative. Right, so he started off with that. It then takes a turn, people. He then goes to say, but I have to say, I also feel conflicted because so many of my fellow actors that are deserving don't have the same privilege. I think that we send a clear message to people of colour that you're not welcome here. Mm hmm. He then says, I'm ashamed to say that I'm part of the problem. I have not done everything in my power to ensure that the sets I work on are inclusive. Hmm. Oh dear. I think that we have to really do the hard work to truly understand systemic racism. It's the obligation of the people that have created and perpetuate and benefit from a system of oppression to be the ones that dismantle it. So that's on us. Now... Look, you you can get on a stage, you can say these things. It doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't mean anything. You know, if if you think back to the Golden Globes the other month, right? He basically bullied them into serving a meat-free meal. To everyone That was him You know what I mean I think he refused to turn up Unless they were going to do that And they did it So right 
if you feel so much about this, if this is so important to you, don't accept the award. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't accept the award and then, right? Then, when people come and say, oh, wait, why didn't you accept the award? Then put out the message. Then put out your little speech. Because that will hit more people. That will go around the world more than the bullshit that just happened at the weekend. Because no one gives a fuck. You went, accepted a award, and then you preached at people. So you don't feel that bad. Right? You don't feel that bad that there were no ethnic nominations in that category. <laughs> because if you did, you wouldn't accept the award. And that is a bigger message. You know what I mean? That makes more of a statement than anything else you could do. You know what I mean? Because listen, that's what, what do they say? Actions speak louder than words. Right? It's an easy thing to go accept something and then go, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I really appreciate this award. I'm going to put it, you know, on my wall and blah, everything's great. I just want to point out that, oh, you know, I feel that, oh, some people, oh, they weren't represented here. Bah, 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 bah. You know what I mean? Fuck that shit. Go up. They hand you the award. And then you turn and say, yo. BAFTA, fuck your award, you know what I mean, fuck your award, right, because where's the representation here, motherfuckers, right, where's the fucking representation, because Thingy in, was in this film, and they did an awesome performance, I feel they should have won, so, yo, I see you, I see, come, come up, come up, bring motherfucker on stage, give them a award, and go, boom, I don't want it, I'm refusing it, I feel my man here should have got the award, boom, drop the mic, walk, Woo! that's a message, motherfuckers, that's a message, Right? You want to send a message, you do something. But you don't want to make a message. You just want to, you know what I mean, spew platitudes and bullshit. And don't get me wrong, right? Shit ain't really going to change. What we might see next year is, is what happened at the Oscars, like the year Denzel and... Uh, Shit. Oh my god, Hallie. You know what I mean when they won? Because really, like if we want to break it down, 
they had given better performances in other films. And those years, they, they were, I don't even think they were nominated. Right? Or I think Denzel was, may, he, I think he may have been nominated. Um, but someone else won it for some bullshit. <laughs> and it was just like, huh? What the fuck happened then? So that year... It was just like, oh, look, people, we're not racist. We just gave two awards to black people. (laughs) Look at us. Pat us on the back. And then it just goes back to how it is. So, yeah, next year, we're going to see a more diverse nomination list and all of that. And we'll see the main awards go to people of colour. You know, that's going to happen. But that's not the point because then what happens the following years and that's not how you fix this kind of bullshit. Fixing this shit is making sure there's no barriers for people looking for work, you know, in front of and behind the camera. Like, you know, working in those top roles at the studios, you know, like, is the diversity there, in the boardrooms, all of that, that's how this shit changes, (laughs) it's not, oh, how many people of colour won an award, now fuck the awards, and frankly, right, this is the thing, either, List the people that you feel should have got awards. List the films you feel should, you know what I mean? Because no one does that. People are happy to go, oh yeah, there's not a, it's not fair. Where are the female directors? Where are the black actors? Where are the black actresses? Where are the Mexicans? Where are the... Who do you think should have been nominated? Say that. Fucking make a stand, say that. That's the first thing I feel people need to fucking do, right? Then, go, fuck these awards. <laughs> Just fuck the awards. Who really gives a fuck? Look, there there are plenty of fantastic actors and actresses and directors uh, musicians and all of that who have not won awards. Do you look at them differently? Because they've never won a fucking Golden Globe or an Oscar or a Grammy. I mean, do you think, oh, they're good, but they just haven't won that? Ugh. No one gives a fuck. And if you really do, if you really, you know what I mean, all get together. And start an award, you know what I mean, situation that is, I don't know, reflected in a fair way. Now, I'm not saying, right, I'm not saying sit up in a black award ceremony, like the motor, fuck that bullshit. Because that's bullshit in itself, right? What I think is, set something up which has clear guidelines on I mean what gets the what gets the awards because when we look at these awards right best films 
aren't usually the films that have grossed the most money, aren't the films which have had the most people go to, sometimes films are winning that haven't even been released, right, so how does that work, how does that happen, so create something that has clear processes, So when someone wins, you can go, oh yeah, because blur amount of people voted or because the film made this amount of money, the film was at number one for this amount of weeks or this or that, so it's clear, so people can go, yeah, that makes sense, (laughs) you know, it doesn't have to be like, because this is the thing, because people are going, oh, yes, but that film, it wasn't art, though. It was just mainstream. Now, we want to give something to things that are art. Fuck that. Because that is just your perception of what art is. Like, there's plenty of things I do not like, but are crazy popular. So, I can't say that's just Bullshit and has no meaning Because loads of people loved it I think Harry Potter is trash I think it's a terribly written story That is just not original At any point But It got so many people to read And that's awesome so more fucking power to it. You know what I mean? If you like it, fine. I don't give a fuck. It's got you reading. And that's a great thing. You know what I mean? So it, this, this shouldn't be a, you know I mean, uh, a, a situation that like, a few people control. Because they deem this to be more worthy than that. Create clear processes, you know, and stop the fucking grandstanding, because it's bullshit, and it's irritating, you know what I mean? So in what seems to, man, it's turning into an annual event, really, but uh, yeah, so went to the... um, Wildlife Photography of the Year Exhibition at the Natural History Museum. It's the 55th version of this, which, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Um, It's a lot of fun. I think, I don't know, they, they seem to have changed it slightly from last year, but maybe they haven't. (laughs) <laughs> because, yeah, the memory is going a bit, I think <laughs> That's what it seems anyway But, uh, yeah, you know, try, these things, man they, they, You have to try and pick the best time to go So we went early um, But still, still a little busy Although, like, it's a, they do it in a weird kind of shape so I, I do think it kind of creates log jams at times. And it could be a bit wild, wider. 
you know, just to accommodate people like standing at photos. You know, like, yeah, it would help. Also, hey, this might seem controversial, but no fucking wheelchairs. Not wheelchairs, um, prams. Ugh. Prams. So irritating. Go, because it, it, frankly, I'm, this is my take, right? If the kid is in a wheelchair, in a fucking pram, not a wheelchair, it's, because it's a, a pram is a chair on wheels, essentially. But if, uh, if, if a kid is in a pram, it's just not going to be paying attention to the photos, which means, don't have it there. Don't have it there. Right? Now, there were little kids there that were looking at photos, but they weren't in fucking prams. So, yeah, don't bring prams. You know what I mean? Like, if you've got, if the kid is in the pram for some reason, whatever, but it wants to see the photos, you have to take the stupid kid out the pram, leave the pram at the door, walk around, then fuck off. Because, ugh. God, that they just take up space and they're a hazard. A hazard, people. But yeah, god damn it. But, um, yo, like the photos themselves, really good. Like, I don't know, it seemed that there was, um, like, I don't, they just seemed a lot better than the previous year. Yeah. Who, like maybe they're not, but yeah, they they it just seemed a different quality. Uh yeah, than than last year. Had some fun. Had some definitely some fun shots. Although I will say, um, drone ones. Now fuck you and your drone photo. I don't think. Uh, like, nah, I, I I just don't think a drone photo should be allowed in, right? Because it, it's just like, it's this shot, and then the, the subject matter is so fucking tiny. It, it, it's like, you can hardly make it out. It's a bullshit photo. Like, there was one photo, and it was kind of like, I don't know if it was like a pebble beach or just some rocky outlet something 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 right so there's that and you're looking down and so there's water and then there's these rocks pebbles whatever the fuck they are and it's just like okay but you had to get super super close to be able to see this pinprick of a polar bear in the far right and it's just like no, it's not a great photo, you need a magnifier to see it, I, I, I just, like, none of the photos with drones just didn't look like there was any skill involved, I could probably take a fucking photo with a drone, I mean, it's just the same as taking a normal photo, I just hold it and click, <laughs> uh, yeah, just... Ugh, fuck drone photos. Yeah, it's just some bullshit. 
So, yeah, I'd ban those. I mean, that's just me. I just think they're shit. Because they just weren't giving anything. They just weren't... It's just not the same detail as you see in the other photos. You know? Which, you know, they may be taken with a scopey thingy thing from a bit away. But at least those ones, you can see what's happening. And I always do just try... Like, I just try and vision... That it wasn't from a distance and the person is mad close. So, you know, when it's a lion or something, they've taken a photo and then they were mauled and eaten. But the camera was found and we got to see the great photo. So I'm just like, yeah, we got to see a great photo. They got eaten. It's a win-win, you know? Because, you know, the animals can't sign an NDA, so at least they get a free meal, right? That's how I view it. And in a perfect world, that's how it would be. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. But, um, yeah, some great photos. Um, there seemed to be a lot in snow this year. That's one thing I noticed, which... Isn't always the easiest thing to uh, denote what the fuck is going on. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, there was one shot with a fucking... It was a rabbit, a hare. You know, one of those... Is it a marsupial? I think it's a marsupial. Actually, I might be wrong. Mm, but there's a rabbit, hare. Uh, something of that long-eared nature. And I'm looking at this shot and it just looked like a load of trees and snow. And I'm just like, ah, yeah, I mean, it's a winter scene. And then this fucking little four-year-old is like, rabbit. And I was just like, oh, motherfucker. God damn it. And then I got real close and then I was like, oh, yeah, there's a fucking rabbit. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. I, like... A lot of people do look seem like they got sticks up their ass at these things sometimes, though. You know what I mean? Because, hey, so, listen. When I roll into a spot like this, hey, it's, it's all about looking at the art, all of that. But, gotta have some fucking fun, right? So, you know what I mean? Me and my people, we're just cracking jokes. and I mean, well, to be fair, I'm, I'm cracking the jokes. <laughs> but yeah, we're laughing I mean, I'm the one laughing But Like, yeah It's kind of frowned upon It would seem But, eh, fuck them It's all about having fun, right? So yeah, you know it, Yeah, it was Had a good time Um, I, I, I Like I do think they they could Probably I just make it a bit easier to navigate A little bit easier to navigate And all of that And it'd be great Do you know what I mean? Like Hold people you know, Just don't let as many people in As well Don't let as many people in Make it a little easier to navigate And then you've got a kick-ass exhibition You know what I mean? But it is hard to find your way around the fucking museum as well Like, uh, I'm trying to find a toilet in that spot it was a nightmare I just thought my house was going to get lost trying to get back But, uh, yeah, 
you know. But, you know, it's running until the end of May. So you go until the 31st of May to um, go check it out. And I would say it's worth checking out. There are some great photos and all of that. They did have a section... Um, and there was photos of, like, atrocities, which, yeah, not, not, like, the best thing to look at, and there didn't seem an explanation to why those were there, you know, it was just, like, yeah, there's a shot, and, you know, at first I'm thinking, what are those things in the pond, Oh, they're like different colours No, they weren't different colours It was the blood and intestines oozing out of them Because, yeah, it was like, it was frogs that legs had been chopped off of And I'm just like, oh Yeah, that's not great, is it? And then you're just wondering mm, Why is this here? That's kind of, yeah, and it was just, yeah, it was this one small section, and it had all kind of weird photos like that, and I'm just like, look, if if you're trying to, um, you know, bring notice to certain atrocities that are happening, fine, but, I don't know, like, make that clear, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't clear. It was just a lot of fucked up photos. So just like, yeah, these aren't great. These aren't great. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, no, I I would say it's worth checking out. Um, ah, uh, I rolled my motherfucking ankle leaving the spot, which wasn't fun. There's, I'm walking out, and uh, you know, there's a ramp. And, I, you know, from now I realise there's stairs as well I just thought it was all fucking ramp And so I'm walking and then just, oh, just went Just went Managed to not completely stack it But, you know what I mean, it was one of those ones where you're thinking Alright, no, 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 it's fine, I'll walk it off And then by the end of the day you realise, oh, yeah, it's not fine <laughs> this fucking hurts uh, Hey, crazy thing though So, walking back Cut through Hyde Park Stumbled on a whole section that I just Now, I must have been around Naps part But I forget, man it's, it's been a while I mean, and to be fair The last few times I have been to Hyde Park Was for uh, music of some sort But yeah I, uh, I can't remember if it was like Italian gardens or if it was Japanese gardens. Hmm. I think it was maybe Japanese. No, actually Italian. I think it was maybe Italian. But yeah, fun. Nice. Hmm, yeah. If you have a, you know, on a nice day, a nice little stroll around the spot. But, so yeah, I just have to um, not forget But, um, yes uh, Wildlife Photography of the Year yeah, Worth going to see if, if you like animals and you like photography So yeah, go check it out, people um, Could be fun Hey, I yeah, fun with your peoples Maybe a date, whatever it is worth a look, you know? 
Okay, people, so this coming weekend, we have UFC 247 taking place at the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Now, this is John Jones v. Dominic Reyes, so it is going to be fun. You know what I mean? The big talk is, can Reyes be the person to topple Jones, right? And then in the co-main event, we've got Valentina Shevchenko putting her um, fly, no, featherweight, no, flyweight. God damn it, I always get those mixed up. But yes, she's putting her flyweight belt on the line. To Caitlin Chagagian Oh That's going to be fun And the rest of the card Yo we got some good fights people So If you want to get the breakdown On all of These fights happening Make sure that you Tune in to Chin Check So go listen after this Right After you finish this though You know what I mean Okay cool Okay, so this week I finally got round to watching Well, it's something that's been, you know, sitting in my list for a while Sitting in my list for a while, just hadn't got round to it And, um, yeah, someone recommended it to me uh, last year You know, she really enjoyed it uh, So I was like, you know what? Let me check it out. I'm talking about season one of Big Little Lies. Yeah, I know. I know. I yeah, I'm coming to it late. All right. So it it hit HBO in 2017. All right. Um, but season two did hit last year. So um, you know, I'm kind of relevant. Um, and funny enough, we actually. Um, the the book I read the book and that review is um I think it's episode twenty eight, episode twenty eight of the pod man, um, so yeah, so the book and um you know the TV show it's uh it's from Le- Leanne Moriarty, okay, uh now David E Kelly adapted it. For TV And we know what David E. Kelly Brings to the table Yo, he, He's like yo, He's been involved with a lot of stuff I mean um, I really Liked uh, The practice Yeah that was That was the, the thing I really enjoyed Of his um, I do kind of remember Picket Fences. I wasn't really an Ari, Ali McBill fan. There was bits of it that I thought was good. Um, and then I think it was Boston Legal. I might have seen a bit of. But yeah, the big one for me was always the practice. Um, so... Yeah, really, it's really looking forward to checking this out. Uh, it was directed by Jean-Marc Valli. Um, and the cast, god damn, the cast is incredible. 
You know, we've got Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, Alexander Skarsgård, Adam Scott, James Tuper, Lauren Dern, and uh, Zoe Kravats. Damn, you know. I'd, so it was seven episodes. I, and they're all kind of around between probably 45, 55 minutes, I think, kind of around about that mark. And the gist of it is this, okay? So when Madeline and Celeste take new in town single mum Jane under their wing, none of them realise how the arrival of Jane and her inscrutable little boy, Ziggy, will affect them all. Big Little Lies is a brilliant take on ex-husbands and second wives, schoolyard scandal and the dangerous little lies we tell ourselves just to survive And So From what I remember I did enjoy the book uh, It's very powerful You know because we're dealing with like domestic abuse um, And stuff like that So it's like oh, You know it's not for the faint of heart and so you're wondering, how is this going to be captured? Like, how is it all going to just be put together? You know what I mean? And, like, how are you going to feel about seeing that? That's the thing. Because, you know, I like Casino. I remember Casino's a great film. But there's those scenes when um, Pesci is just... Hitting Sharon Stone And it's just like oh, God damn You know it just makes you feel so fucking uncomfortable Which I mean That's a good thing As if you're just like yeah Hit her she deserves it The cow That would probably be a little worrying right <laughs> um, But Yeah like And there's stuff I remember There's stuff in the book That was a bit like eh I don't know like I don't really believe that Or or that might have been handled a little bit better um, And especially I think the very end Kind of the end went on a little bit And I wasn't quite There was stuff in there and I'm just a bit like I mean that's how I, I don't believe that it would have been that easy You know Because it was all kind of I think, you know, because it all finished kind of abruptly Well, not abruptly, but it was all kind of tied together Pretty quickly And smoothly, even, you know So, it was just like, oh, how is this going to be? And, like, when it opens Because it opens kind of at the end Kind of at the end So you're seeing it So I'm just like Oh Oh okay How are they going to do this then? Yeah And every episode You you start off with kind of these flashbacks From the end And it's just like Oh this is Alright so when are they going to Kind of really kind of show that And 
Right, how is this all gonna play out? It was a masterful kind of way of doing it, I have to say. Like, because it really, yeah, I think it had that focus on it. Yo, so you always had that in your mind that, yo, this big thing is coming. Right, and how is that gonna play? Right? So it's showing this thing. So there was that. Then you just have like the dynamics between everyone and showing how like everything kind of fell apart between the friends. You know what I mean? That that was really good. That was really there's these performances, fan. These performances were so freaking strong. It was just, man, they just so good. Yo, like, um, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, like, Zoe Kravatz, and, um, Laura Dern. Man, they killed it. They killed, like, you really believed Everything that went on between them You know, you really kind of bought in With the friendships You, I think you kind of Understood Like, the falling out You know, like, you had um, God damn, I forget her name um, Ah, she was like Renata's friend and a bit of a kiss ass. Ah, god damn it, I forget that woman's name. But she's um you know, she's been about, she she's done a lot of other stuff. But um oh it might be uh Colleen Coleman, I think. Killed it. She was so good because like you know, she is is that kind of type to be like, oh, I think she told on you. I think she did this. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And and trying to impress Renata all the time. And but really, you can see Renata don't really give a fuck about her. And that was just like that. Just the whole dynamics, really, just. Man, they played out so well on the screen. So well on the screen. Then you have just the, the situations with the husbands and everything like that. It was just really good. Even the kids. And, like, look. You watch a lot of programs, right? And, the, the, you know, they've got the kid actors and everything like that. And sometimes people are like, oh, they were amazing, they're incredible. And it's just like, no, they weren't. They weren't. But people just kind of like, they don't want to say that kid was shit. <laughs> you know I mean, that kid wasn't good. What the fuck? And I find it baffling. Because if, you, if you're not honest, how is that little motherfucker going to improve, right? But, gotta say... These kids smashed it. 
these kids were really good. I think especially um, the little girl that played Chloe. The little girl that played Chloe was just... Man, she killed it. She killed it. Darby Camp. Yeah, that was a, a, a crazy good nuanced performance. And I think that's the, that's the big thing. The nuance in this. The nuance in this was so on point. Because the thing is, you've got to believe... The whole kind of situation between Celeste and Perry. You know, because on paper, when everyone sees them, they think they're perfect. Like childhood sweethearts, they think that is the perfect situation, they're the perfect couple. So you've got to be able to see them together and think that. And then at times you see and you think, yeah, they're so in love, everything is perfect. And then, boom, just like that, that switch turns and then Perry just flips out. But he does it in that cold, methodical way. It's not just rage and, you know what I mean, he just kind of turns. Like the bit when he's picking up the Lego And then it's just like that slow build And she knows It's probably coming Can she Can she bring it down Can she bring it down I she think she might have brought And then boom And Alexander Skarsgård Phenomenal performance Phenomenal performance, people. Because you... Man, you were so in on it. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you look at him, think, oh, they're perfect. Oh, he's a psycho. But then, the remorse. You believe the remorse. You know what I, mean? I, I think if anyone hadn't read the book... And just went in and watched it. Then you you see when he hits her the first time, like the remorse that's shown, you would believe that's it. He's not gonna touch her again. But no, then he does it again, and it's crazy. But it's just like you know what I mean. Like they fight, then they have sex, and like the first time. Like, the first time you, you see it, and they, they have the sex, and you can see that she doesn't really want to, but she knows it will diffuse everything, and she's like, you know what I mean, she, she, she gets him off quick, and then she's out of there, but then after that, the other times... You can see that crazy fucking shit Where it's just like He's just beat her Then they have sex And they're like Just into each other And it's just that weird dynamic And you're just like Wait what the fuck is going on here How can she be Like uh, Into her You know
But that's the strength of those performances That you, you can see all of this And you can just be like Whoa What the What's happening here man What is this This is incru- This is insane This is insane Like And I wasn't expecting to see so much Kidman But It's done in just I mean, like the direction's perfect The cinematography is incredible You know, like the way, you, you know what I mean, you see the scenes Like, you're really in them You know, and especially some of them Like, when some of the craziness happens You're really kind of there Like, the flashbacks with Jane So visceral Yo, so intense And then you've got like the beach stuff And she's running through the beach And you're just like Kind of, you know, it just gets Gets your emotions really pumping Really flowing So you're really connected to the material You're really connected to those performances And you just believe what you're seeing You know Like everything And there's a lot of crazy shit There is a lot of crazy shit People are not acting rational You know like Everyone's insane You know You've got the um, <laughs> You know you've, you've got the craziness between um, Like Ed and Nathan So there's that Um And then you've got uh Oh I forget his name But um You know like Renata's Husband <sighs> Man Like you know, And when it's turned on That's the thing Because a lot of times Things can come off like, eh, you know, that, that does seem a little forced. But no, 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 no. You, you really believe it. You know, everything that you, you, you kind of see, you're, you, you definitely believe. You believe these people are fucking crazy. You know, you, you believe that, um, like, I think it's when Gordon, um, like, Turns on Tom I think it's Tom In the shop Yeah in the, in the cafe And he turns on him And you're like Oh shit This is crazy So all of this All of these interactions Even And as I said the, Look the kid smashed it Kid smashed it So you believe all of that The way they're playing Um Armabella you know, like you, you can see she feels kind of intimidated and like she, you know, she doesn't want to tell all of that. It's great. The therapy scenes. God damn. All that. Yeah, that was fucking hard, right? And it, it, it's, look, it's really well captured too. 
Because, you know, you have them on the couch And then when she's standing up and moving around And she's, you know, we're getting closer in And we're following the movement and all of that Yo, and every moment you're just like, boom It's just like, oh, she's close to, uh, no, no, now she's defensive And it's just like, ah And so you're moving around with it, you're feeling it as I said, look, every episode kind of starts with the flashback from the end But when you finally get to that moment So good I have to say, having it on the stairs rather than the balcony Just, I think that worked better That that, that for me worked a lot better um, Kind of seemed a bit more realistic as as a situation And I just then like the way It happens It happens And we don't then just get You know what I mean Everything getting dragged out From that point It, you, it was just like Lots of quick cuts Lots of real quick cuts And then it's done and you're just sitting there just like Oh shit God damn man What the hell Whoa You know because in the book We get the explanations You know we, we get the kind of like Oh so Bonnie's childhood was like this And Oh, so that explains it And that's like, oh, okay Right, right, right And it's just like, oh, let's have a pact And blah, blah, blah And it's just like, ugh So that all You know what I mean? It it was okay It was okay But, you know, it had the element of like Oh, I'm not sure I believe it So having the incident Having the shock I mean, of seeing Perry And just the way everything This kind of plays out Having that shock Having that moment Oh, that was just like (gasps) But not focusing too heavy on it So it's just like Boom You you see the, the, you know, the craziness You see the shock But we're not dwelling too much And then the cut, 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 cut Really well thought out Really well thought out It's a perfect point Just to kill it Just to end it Because we'd seen A lot of the interviews You know, the police interrogations Through all the episodes Yeah, we'd had A lot of those cut scenes You know, throughout then So yeah, we didn't need it after that point And it just makes it that much more powerful That much more powerful So, yo, if you haven't seen it Oh, you need to check this shit out Because this was so good So good Like, I... I, Look, I have to say, I preferred the TV show to the book you know, the, the, the TV show was more powerful than the book I will say that Definitely um, 
You know, there was kind of things that did, like, was a bit odd. Like, the whole website thing was a little bit odd. You know, it, it didn't really fit that much. We didn't really need it. You know what I mean? Because it was kind of like, it's there and then it's not. Um... So yeah, I think that was only there because you know it was in the book uh, and it was more of a thing in the book. But other than that, yeah, this was a superb piece of TV. You know what I mean? Like I think there's a lot of good TV, you know? Like I think, you know, th- th- there was a thing I saw the other day about the number of shows that were created last year and it was huge. And it's like 300 and, like nearly 400 kind of like new shows created last year. And word is there's going to be even more this year. So we are getting a lot of content. And we're seeing a lot of really good stuff. But there's some stuff that, you know, starts off good, it falters a little and then it comes back, ends well. Or it's really good but the ending's a bit off and boom, boom, boom. So... There's not a load of shows that are always consistent. I mean, just start well, middle's good, enter a punch. And this does that. So, yeah, I will say, look, anyone that was a fan of the book, yo, you are going to love the TV show. For real. You're going to love the TV show. Um, I would say that... Look, if you like, um, yo, I like, if you like crime shit, like, if you like good stories, then, yeah, this is definitely for you, like, fans of stuff like, um, like, Six Feet Under, and, uh, Dexter, and just, because just the writing, the writing is so sharp. Writing is phenomenal You know, so yeah If you're a fan of really good writing Dialogue, so yeah Even fans of like shit like Fleabag And stuff like that You are going to like this It is so damn good Like, I know it's got a second season Um Which I'm kind of like Yo, you, you I don't know if it needed it <laughs> So you know, I haven't, as I said, look, I haven't watched the second season I know there was a lot of shit because, um, I think there was problems with Andrea Arnold Um, like, every, I know everyone loved working with her But then I think she, the editing got taken away from her And it all went a bit meh, crazy So I don't know how it plays out so I hope it's good, I hope it doesn't, you know, slip off or anything like that And I think word is, at the moment, there's no plans for a free But HBO would make a free If, you know, everyone was just like, yeah, well, let's do another one But at the moment, I don't believe there is plans for a third But, I, you know, I just with this, I feel, yeah, just one Just if, if they kept it at the miniseries that would have just been perfect Yo, because it leaves A lot of kind of like Yo, what the fuck happens 
You know, they, it, it leaves you with that. And that's always good. You know what I mean? Just that kind of pondering, that kind of thought, that like, oh, yo, I wonder what happens. You know, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. In the UK, it's showing on Now TV. Um, and, yo, stateside HBO. So, you know, it'll probably be on HBO Max when that launches and all of that. So, yeah. Yo, great. This was really good, which is good because, yo, you know how I thought about his dark materials. So, it is it is good to, uh, yeah, and the one before that, Dracula, that was a bit like, Ur. so it's good to get back to some real good shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, now go think what what's gonna be next week. Urgh, who fucking knows? But yeah, alright. On to the next man. On to the next. Well, it has been a while, but I thought I'd go back to um Mark Dawson. And uh this time I was picking things up really. Um yeah, from the uh from the Beatrix Rose series So Yeah this is kind of picking up with her daughter um, So yeah this was The Angel uh, It's book one in the Isabella Rose series uh, So um, It's narrated by Napoleon Ryan And the gist of the uh, Gist of the book is this White light Heat a drawn-out moment of complete silence. And then the screaming starts. An underground carriage in London is destroyed by a suicide bomber. The injured and the dead litter the platform. But as a crowd forms at street level, Michael Pope knows that this is only the beginning. Pope, head of top-secret Group 15, is tasked with finding the perpetrators of this atrocity and bringing them to justice any way he can. He knows that the answers to many of his questions will lie at the end of the money train. But he also knows that whoever funded and organised the attack will kill again for freedom. This is an operation that requires a very special kind of agent. Pope needs someone who exists outside of normality. Someone who floats above it, treading softly through a fractured life. He needs the angel. So, yeah, that's the, um, that's the gist of, uh, of this book. And as mentioned, it kind of, um, kind of rolls out of the events of Blood and Roses, which was book three in the Beatrix Rose series. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's like, um, it's not a long book, this one. So, there is that to its uh, favour. I would say, like, it takes a little while. Now, 
like we I think we start off kind of early with some you know the the whole kind of setup for how things are going to move on so we have that but then interjected with all of that we have um like Isabella so is Isabella comes to London um and so we have that but then after those events it's like a while before she fully kind of comes into things which is a bit like like you just think kind of thinking well I mean I was anyway can we hurry this up because you know I know she's going to be a part of this so can we just hurry up bringing her in because you know this this is what what's happening right now it's not working for me you know it is all it's all a little contrived uh and that was one of the big problems because so we have this thing that goes wrong and then we you know you have the kind of fallout from that so those events and as soon as those kind of happen and you know exactly what's going to come from this meeting so we have that and then you just know oh right i see so that means they will be in a certain place which will then help them do a certain thing which then brings them back kind of into the fold and uh yeah i see i i you know and, and that kind of setup was all a bit like eh okay fine it is contrived but whatever but you you then have this whole the whole thing that's going on um you know around all of this like it's all a bit easy. It's all a bit easy. Now, if people haven't dealt with government buildings and stuff like that, they might think, oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, oh, gosh, yeah, they, security ain't that good. Trust me, <laughs> I've, I've had to organise events in government buildings. You're not just walking in. You know what I mean? They will search everything. They're not giving you a cursory look and then waving you through. They will look through everything. And even if you've gone in, come out, and you're going back... No, 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 no. You're getting searched again. So I kind of feel like the way Dawson lays it out and, and makes it seem pretty easy... How like a load of people get duped? And I'd be like, eh, yeah, no, 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 that wouldn't happen. I'm not buying that. And even if like one person might go, eh, all right, fine. All the others aren't. You know what I mean? It, it it's just like fine. You might go, okay. There's one person being a little bit lax today. Everyone else isn't being lax. You know I mean? Everyone else is going to be on point. So that kind of whole part of the story was a bit like, I don't know. I don't know, man. 
Then I think we have the problem with Isabella, just in general. Just in general. Because, you know, it's just like, you're playing her up to be, like, really good. Like, really good. Uh, You know, this whole kind of spy game. When she's never been in the field, never really had any anything to do. And the stuff that she did do in the last Beatrix Rose book, that didn't go well. Like, that didn't all go well and she froze up. So, to be like, oh yeah, no, she's, yeah, she's good in the, oh yeah, she's great. You're like, mm, come on, man. Like, I remember the last book. But then it's just like, um, you know, it, it's kind of thrown out there. Be like, yeah, the year training she got from her mother. And you're just like, what? <laughs> okay. So she had a year's training. And now you're, you're kind of, you want the reader to believe that she's pretty hot shit. It'll be like a year. Like, to, to, to be a, like, operative, like, everyone has to go through so much, so much, which, you know, Dawson has mentioned in, like, the John Milton books and everything like that, to be chosen to, for Department 15, you have to be bum, 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 you know, so he's kind of built that up, so then to be like, yeah, she's just had a year. She's had a year, you know, you're just like, come on, like, no one is going to put her into this situation, but, okay, fine, you're you're selling us that she is kind of hot shit, but then, like, you give us her actions in this book, and you're just a bit like, what the fuck was that? Like, I, I think Stevie Wonder would see that doing it in that fashion would be problematic. You know what I mean? Just like, ah, oh, there's so many holes. Like, so many holes. It's just insane. Just insane. So then, like, when the, when it kind of ends, you're just a bit like, okay, fine, fine. And it is a bit of a dramatic ending, kind of like, you have to do book two to see how this turns out, which is, <clears throat> I don't feel it's always the best way to do things, you know what I mean? Because it just feels kind of copping out. And and I am torn. Because on one hand, I'm a bit like, ugh. The other hand, I am, alright, so how the fuck is he going to write, you know what I mean, write us around this corner. Plus, my friend has read, like, the whole series and she really liked it. So I'm a bit like, do I, do I hold faith do I hold faith and do the second book? Urgh, I am torn. Um, 
like I will say as well, just the whole like protagonist and everything like that of this is just so cli- it's so cliched. It's so cliched. You know, just the whole like kind of ISIS-ish angle, you know. Like just the you know, the Muslim kids of like being turned and ah, oh, it's just a bit like oh, it's kinda of played out. It's, it's it's just kinda of played out. You know what I mean? Like ugh like can you think of anything better than going at it with, with this angle? Uh, like and you think this like this book I think originally came out in twenty fifteen. So I like I was wondering like uh maybe it was like mad early and blah, blah, blah. but I don't I feel in twenty fifteen like you, you should come better even then. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm a bit like I'm not blown away. Like let's just say that. I'm not blown away. But maybe see now I know this, like my friend came I think she just I don't I think she did two John Milton books and then went into this series. So I, I think if you hadn't done a load of John Milton, you probably aren't gonna be as jaded coming into this. You know? And I, I say that because yeah. I got to a point of the Milton books where I was just a bit like, yeah, I've, I've had enough. You know what I mean? These, I've just had enough. So, uh, you know, but then if you are loving the John Milton books, you know, if you thought those were the shit, then, yeah, this, you're going to love this. For real, you will love this. And especially if you liked... And really like the Beatrice Rose trilogy Because, you know, this is the play on from that So, yeah, I'd say if you loved all of that, you will love this I will say, though When you do the audio book Now, as mentioned before it's, It's narrated by Napoleon Ryan Napoleon Ryan... His female voices are just goddamn dreadful. They are so bad. Really, really bad. So, like, all the, what you get <laughs> from, from the female characters, they just all sound like they're helpless damsels. And they can't do anything. They just sound so inept. So that's the vision you get from this horrible voice that he does, and that's not helpful for a, for a book about like a female secret agent trying to kick ass. Doesn't doesn't work. So yeah, that's a shame. It like because you know a, a lot of times you have a guy doing the male and a female doing the female, and I you know I think. Either do that, or they should have had a, a female narrator. Just do it all. You know, I think it would have worked better 
either of those two options, right? Because just Napoleon doing it on his J's, yet doesn't, doesn't work, doesn't work, just very frustrating um, and underwhelming. But yeah, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know people, but remember, as I said, look, my friend, she really enjoyed the, the these books. So, where I, I am very jaded. I am very cynical. I realize that. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. And as I said, look, if if you're a big fan of the John Milton books, if you're a real big fan of the Beatrice Rose trilogy, then of course I think you will enjoy this. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I am going to uh, hit the next book in the series, um, you know, which is uh, the asset, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll mull it over, I'll mull it over, I might, I might just because, you know, just to complete it all, you know what I mean, but we will see people, we will see. Okay, people, so hopefully you've enjoyed this week's episode. Um, and as we do, a little bit of TV news before we bounce. Um, so, Tom Hiddleston is due to star in a new 10 episode political thriller for Netflix, which is called White Stalk. Um, so the idea of the show is Hiddleston is going to be playing a politician named James Cooper Whose career in parliament is threatened by a vetting process that uncovers a series of dangerous secrets about his past uh, The show was um, created and written by Chris Dunlop uh, who people might remember from Jericho um, And Dunlop will also be uh, the executive producer uh, Christopher Newholm will be directing So, uh, yeah, I don't know, we'll see, um, we'll see how this is uh, So a few things happening on the streaming side of uh, stuff as well. Um, sticking with Netflix, Castlevania, the uh, the third season of that will be coming on uh, the fifth of March. So uh, yeah, you know, I I watched a bit of season one and hey, it was all right. Warren Ellis is writing it So yeah, the writing is good um, Now on Disney Plus front They've just announced uh, the, the launch date of three of their big shows So we will have Falcon and the Winter Soldier Hitting in August uh, Then The Mandalorian Will be coming Um in October uh, and in December, the Wonder Vision series. 
So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Also, Bob Iger, um, the CEO at Disney, stated that um, there's probably not going to be a new Star Wars film for the next couple of years. And um, the priority is Disney Plus. So we're going to be seeing maybe a few more TV series. Because they've also said that um, a season three of The Mandalorian is on the cards, as well as spin offs. So, uh, yeah. I mean, and that makes sense, right? Because it gives you more room to play with a story. And I think that's been one of the biggest problems with the films That the stories have been a bit rushed So yeah, that, I mean that's a plus right And um, hey, so I, I'm not sure what, I'm, what my thoughts on Quibi are I think it's Quibi, Q-U-I-B-I This new streaming service that's coming but I will say, so there's a new, they've just announced a new series starring John Travolta and Kevin Hart. And it does sound funny as hell. So it's called Die Hart. And um, Kevin Hart is going to be playing a uh, fictionalized version of himself. You know, a bit like Rob Brydon and, uh, gosh. Steve Coogan in a trip and you know what I mean that kind of thing. So in this Hart is sick of being the comedic sidekick and you know he really just wants to be the leading man. A famous director finally offers him his dream role but before he can take it he has to go and train at the world's greatest action star school. But it's run by an idiot who's played by Travolta. So Hart is pushed to his limits um, in, you know, making this this show and everything like that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just him like going through this whole craziness to finally get that leading man role. That sounds like it could be a lot of fun, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I don't even know if uh, this shit's going to be available in the UK. Who even knows? But uh, I don't know. It launches on the 6th of April. So, yeah, we'll probably find out in the coming months, right? But that is it. For another episode, we will be be back next Wednesday, people. So, uh, yeah, have fun, and we'll see you then. All right?